Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Water's Edge, a place where everybody is welcome. And if you're live with us this morning, we're so excited for you to be here. And if you're online with us this morning, be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube and feel free to like, share, and comment. Also, since we're back live, we're in need of volunteers. So if you volunteered in the past or you want to volunteer now, make sure to email us at watersedgevolunteer at gmail and we'll get you plugged in. We have a full experience for you guys this morning, so sit back, relax, and enjoy worship and a message from Pastor Tony. What's up, everybody? Good morning and welcome to our Sunday morning online Water's Edge worship experience. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for staying plugged in. Last week was Easter and we began a brand new series entitled Recalculate. How do you pick up the pieces from your life when your life has absolutely fallen apart? When the plans for your life have changed, what do you do then? How do you recalculate your life when your plans have changed because of a personal storm? When your plans have changed because of personal pain? When your plans have changed because of unasked for circumstances? When your plans have changed because of personal heartache like we talked about last week? Well, today we move on with part two. Okay, so here's a shocker. This is just going to blow everybody away. I am not always right, and you are not always correct or right either. We are not always correct. And sometimes when you're trying to rebuild your life, we must face that and own that and admit that. Sometimes you and I are not right with our opinions. Sometimes you and I are not right with our reactions. We're not right with our words. We're not right with our bitterness, with our beliefs. We're not right with our views, our selfish ways. Sometimes we're not right in our relationships. Sometimes we're not right in our walk with God, which means sometimes our path must be corrected. Anytime you and I come face to face with the fact that in this situation or with this reaction or in that storm, I was not right or in this direction that my life is headed, I was not right. Sometimes when we come face to face with that, then we need a path correction. And so how you and I respond to that path correction in our life says everything, everything about who we are. How you and I respond when we're faced with the fact that in this situation we were not correct and we were not right. When we're confronted with that, it says everything about you. It says everything about your heart. It says everything about your selfishness. It says everything about the type of person you are on the inside. When my family and I evacuated for Hurricane Laura the first time, we left in the middle of the night going to Austin. Smooth trip, no traffic whatsoever. We got there pretty easily. But when we evacuated for Hurricane Delta, we left that morning, October the 8th. It was the day after my birthday, which was I turned 45 on October the 7th this past year. The next day, we were evacuating for Hurricane Delta. And so uh, Jackie and Aiden had went on ahead of me and Mr. Clyde, Jackie's dad. And so me and Mr. Clyde left a little bit later. And so Jackie had texted me saying, hey, if you're going to try to go down the interstate, it's almost to a dead stop. Go another way. And so me and Mr. Clyde thought, well, we'll just go up through Moss Bluff and we'll go up through Starks and then we'll hit Deweyville and Orange. We'll hit Beaumont. We'll just head that way. So when we get to Starks, about five miles outside of Starks, in between De Quincey and Starks, we come to a dead stop. And it wasn't moving. I mean, traffic everywhere. 
And so then at that time, I was only following my, my apps uh, for, for the maps, the map app that you have. And I've just plugged in where we wanted to go in Houston, following my maps. So Jackie texted me and said, hey, switch over to Waze. I don't know if you know what the Waze app is, but the Waze app is a GPS system. But also the people who get on Waze will also let you know if there's a cop ahead, there's a pothole ahead, there's dead stop traffic ahead, go this way, go that way. So on the Waze app, anytime you're on a route that's not good, it always gives you all of these alternative routes. And so we started following the Waze app and it told us to go up through Hackberry and then go up through Holly Beach to go to Houston that way. And then eventually you'd end up in Port Arthur and then eventually in Houston. Well, we weren't familiar with that road. <laughs> Me and Mr. Clyde had never been to Houston that way before. We had never been to Houston and said, let's just go up through Hackberry and Holly Beach and, Port and let's just see the scenic route. That was about an hour and 15 minutes out of the way. But going the normal way down Interstate 10 to Houston, it was going to be a about a three hour delay because of all the traffic. But we didn't know that. All we knew is that the familiar path that we were on was going to get us stuck in the middle of the storm. And so we had to surrender to a new and unfamiliar road if we wanted to get out of that storm safely and get to our destination. We had to surrender to a new and unfamiliar path that this new app was telling us to take. And I remember at one time, Mr. Clyde looked at me. He goes, you sure that lady knows what she's talking about? And I said, what lady? You talking about Jackie? He said, no, the lady on your radio. And I said, oh, I said, that's not a lady, Mr. Clyde. I said, that's just the GPS talking to us. He's like, well, I don't think they know what they're talking about. And I said, well, I think maybe we think we know what's right, but I think that they know the best route for us to take, even though it doesn't seem right to us. And here's the deal. We are not always right. Sometimes we think we're so correct and we're so smart that we would argue with our own GPS system. We'd argue with a computer. We'd argue with a calculator just to prove ourselves right. Sometimes we're not always right. But when you think you're right and then you come face to face with the fact that you're wrong and your path needs to change, that can be hard for us to accept. And this is why. Because our greatest enemy is our own pride. And that's tough to swallow too. My greatest enemy and your greatest enemy is our very own self. And let me just share my heart with you very quickly this morning. This has been on my mind for a long time. This has been on my heart for a long time. And so th this is something that I've observed in my life. And be honest with you, I've observed this in many of your lives too. And this is what it is. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. Most of us in here today could have a fairly peaceful life, but we keep getting in our own way. Let me say that again. Most of us listening to this today could have a, verily, a, fair, a fairly happy and peaceful life, an easy life. But you and I keep getting in our own way because of our pride. We could be happier. We could live more satisfied. We could live with more happiness and joy. We could live with less tension and less division with the people in our life if we'd stop sabotaging our own lives with our choices, our patterns, our actions, our reactions, our habits, our thinking, our selfishness, and our pride. We do this to ourselves so often. Check out this verse, very familiar. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 18 through 19 out of the New Living Translation. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Haughtiness is like this arrogance. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. Our pride gets in our own way of our joy, our peace, our happiness, because it's hard for us to admit sometimes that we're on the wrong road. It's hard for us to face that. It's hard for us to swallow that. And that can destroy so many great things in our life. And so we have to stop getting in our own way because pride always comes before an avoidable 
crash in your life. Pride and arrogance and never admitting that you're wrong always comes before an avoidable storm in your life. You and I are surrounded by people in this life that are manipulators. We have people in our life that lie to us, that manipulate us. They are relationship manipulators. They are mental manipulators. They are emotional manipulators. And let's be honest, you and I can be that way too. We're surrounded by those people and we can be the very same way. So the first thing I want to share with you today is this. You still with me, Sam? Still with you. This is what it is. The need to be right in our personal relationships is actually a survival tactic. We use it to protect ourselves from facing parts of ourselves that we don't want to face. Let me say that again. The need to be right in our personal relationships is just a survival tactic. We use it to protect ourselves from facing those parts of ourselves that we don't want to admit that are prideful and wrong. We all love to be right. But needing to be right in our life develops as a form of protection. We have been misled. We've been lied to. We've been manipulated. We've been hurt. We've been influenced in negative ways. We've been mistreated by others. And so we have this response in us to protect us from being fooled or hurt or manipulated ever again. And that response is to always try to prove ourselves as the winner. We always try to prove ourselves as being right. Maybe my response was taken the wrong way, but let me tell you how right I am. Maybe my words were taken the wrong way. Maybe my action, maybe my reactions were taken the wrong way. But let me explain to you how right I am. Why? Because I need to be faster. I need to be smarter. I need to be quicker than you so I can protect me from you ever hurting me or manipulating me again or proving me wrong. I got to be ahead of you. Acting like we're always right is our way of not being wrong because not being wrong means that we can protect ourselves from ever being lied to again or manipulated again or hurt again or all that stuff. But this is what it actually does to us. Our pride and our need to always be right and to prove other people wrong is a protection response and it will absolutely, absolutely keep us alone in this life. Your pride may protect you from being hurt again, but it'll also keep you alone. You can be absolutely right and absolutely alone. Our constant need to be right produces nothing but chaos in our life most of the time. Pride is your red flag in your life that chaos and drama and regret and hurt is about to follow you in this life. Needing to always be right comes before destruction. Next, a few questions. The next question is this. In what areas of your life do you find yourself always needing to be right? Anytime there's an argument, anytime you're being questioned, anytime there's a difference of opinion, when you make a mistake that hurts someone during a conflict with someone that's close to you, when it's pointed out to us that our pathway is the wrong path, this is how most of us are with other people. When communicating through a conflict, our goal usually first is not to understand what's going on. Our goal first is usually just to win and to prove why we did what we did or why we said what we said or why we acted in the way that we acted or reacted in the way that we reacted was right. Our first goal usually in times of personal conflict is not to try to understand the story or understand the thing behind the thing or understand where the other person is coming from. Most of the time, our first prideful response is just to say, I'm right. 
I know that I'm right, and I'm going to show you how. This is pride. And listen, some of our plans in life have been twisted and messed up simply because of how prideful we handled that situation. And so we find ourselves trying to recalculate and pick up the pieces of this chaotic life. And sometimes we made the chaos worse because we've refused to admit that we were wrong. Sometimes we made the chaos worse because of our pride. Next question. How has my need to be right affected the other people in my life who are close to me? If people in our life are afraid of my reactions, if people in my life are just putting distance in between me and them, if people in my life find it hard to open up to me, if people in my life begin to shut down and get cold towards me and avoid me, that's not about them. It's about me. We make it about us. We act like people are rejecting us. All that kind of, but in reality, people are pushing away from us because they can't handle our need to always be corrective and to always be right and to always prove everyone else wrong. Here's a shocker. Adults don't like when other adults correct them. That's why Facebook is such a mess. Adults don't like for other adults to ever correct them. And so if you find people being cold towards you and putting distance in between yourselves and them, it's probably because you have this bad pattern of always trying to prove yourself correct in every single situation. It's because they know deep down that our goal, they push away because they know deep down that our goal is not to understand. They know that our goal is to win. And so as we recalculate our life, we have to stop and evaluate how our pride has pushed other people away from us. Our pride may protect us from people. Your pride may protect you from people. But like I said a while ago, it won't protect you from ending up alone. You can be absolutely right in this life and end up absolutely alone. How is your pride making a negative impact on the people around you? Next question, and this is so key. What would happen if you moved away from needing to be right and you just allowed your circumstance to unfold? What would happen? What would happen if we all came to this clear, yet simple, yet confronting truth about ourselves? And this is what it is. And notice this today. You're going to love this. If you're still with me, so I'm still with you. None of us listening to this right now are all good or all bad. All of us have good in us and all of us have bad in us. You have good in your heart and you have bad in your heart. Here's the deal. What would happen if you and I went into our relationships understanding that? What would happen if you and I went into our conflicts and our personal storms and our personal chaos understanding that? That sometimes I can be good and I can be right and sometimes I can be dead wrong. And then we admit that. What would happen if we went into our tensions with other people, not trying to win, not trying to win, but simply trying to understand each other? And when you get to that point, then you let the circumstance unfold. And so, again, remember this today. Most of us in here today listening to this would have a fairly peaceful life, but we just keep getting in our own way. Got to be honest with you. I love sandwiches. I brought a sandwich here with me today and. The reason why I love sandwiches so much is because I, I love to eat them. And so this is what I do. Uh, I keep fresh tomato slices and fresh cucumber slices at my house in the refrigerator soaking in zesty Italian dressing. It's awesome. So when I make my sandwich, I take whole grain bread like Ezekiel bread. And then I put down deli turkey, pepperoni, pickles, and then tomatoes 
and cucumbers, and then I put some mustard. Sometimes I put some bacon, and I just chowed down on that sandwich. Well, when we evacuated for Laura, when we were in Austin, I brought all my sandwich stuff with me so I didn't order DoorDash every day. And so, man, one day I was starving, made me a big, fat sandwich. I mean, I had tomatoes on there. They were dripping out the sandwich. It was going to be amazing. So as soon as I go to take a bite, one of the tomatoes starts slipping out. And so what I did was I took my finger and I just pressed the tomato back in the sandwich. And then I took a bite very quickly and I forgot to take my finger out. And when I took a bite of that sandwich, all of a sudden I wasn't prepared for this, but I felt an immediate shock, an immediate pain, an immediate ouch. Because what happened was this. I was in such a hurry to fulfill my appetite that I forgot to take my finger out of the sandwich when I pushed the tomato in, that when I went and took this big bite, I was biting down on the sandwich and I was biting down on my finger and I ended up getting in my own way because of my appetite. I ended up hurting myself because of my own appetite. Let me say something again. Most of us in here today would have a fairly easy and peaceful life if we would just stop sabotaging our life and we would get out of our own way. And we all have appetites, don't we? We all have appetites for pride, selfishness, attention. We all have appetites for proving our points, and we all have appetites for being right. And those appetites are pride-driven. Whenever you and I get to a place in life where we can own our own mess and face up to ourselves and own the fact that sometimes we're right, but sometimes we are dead wrong and own our selfishness and we can admit that we've responded in pain sometimes has been out of pride in the wrong way. When we get to that place where we stop running away from ourselves and justifying ourselves, then we can begin to recalculate our life and pick up the pieces. Lastly, Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Notice how this ancient letter to the church in Colossae talks about the fruits of people who follow God. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, Clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. How would someone watching you live know that you're a part of God's people? Right here in this ancient letter to the Christians in Colossae, it says there was a list that let you know that this group of people over here were a part of God's people. How would you know? Well, here's the list. First, tender-hearted mercy. You know what that means? You don't punish people when they hurt you. Your heart is tender and it's full of mercy. You don't punish people with your anger, with your rage, or with your silence. You don't hold it over their head. Kindness, humility. A lot of people call themselves Christians on KPLC's Facebook comments. They got no kindness, no humility. I seriously doubt their heart. Gentleness, patience. Some of you need marriage counseling every month because you can't be gentle and patient with each other. God's people are gentle, patient, and making allowance for each other's faults. Do you know what that means? It means you stop holding people to standards you don't hold yourself to. That's pride. When you make allowance for each other's faults, you stop holding other people to standards you don't even hold yourself to. And then love that leads to harmony. This is when you own it. 
This is when you move towards chaos and people in this world with a tender heart and love and you let circumstances unfold and you leave your pride behind. Most of us in here right now could have a very, very peaceful life, but we keep getting in our own way. And so one way to get out of our way is to humble ourselves and to walk away from pride. Let's pray. Father, today we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for loving us and for humbly seeking after us and being long-suffering with us. God, give us the heart of Christ, a heart of kindness, and a heart of humility. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We hope you have a great week. See you back next week. Man, Pastor Tony hit it right on the money this morning. Such a great message. If you are moved by the message and want to hit us up on social media, make sure to hit us up on Facebook at Waters Edge Gathering and on Instagram at Waters Edge underscore LC. And make sure to hit us up on the Waters Edge app where you can do online giving, you can listen to online worship, and you can replay messages from Pastor Tony. We absolutely love you guys. Have a great week.